Welcome to episode number four of the It's Worth a Thought podcast. I'm Levi and I'm joined here again with Mike and we are so excited to bring you our fourth episode. Today's guest uh, was so special. We had Kim Fook on the podcast today and uh, Kim is known as the napalm girl or the girl in the photo. She grew up in Vietnam and she is a uh, photographed in a very famous, a Pulitzer Prize winning photo of her running through the streets, burning with napalm, naked as a young girl. And she came on our podcast today via Zoom. So you'll hear that. The quality is a little different, but you'll hear um, her. And she came on to share with us her story of how she was able to find forgiveness and overcome bitterness and what happened to her in, in her past. And it's just an incredible story that which you will not want to miss. Yeah, I know you'll enjoy the conversation today with Kim. Such a sweet spirit, and uh, she has gone through so many things in her life. And none of us can really resonate with what she's gone through. No two experiences are exactly the same. But all of us face circumstances that are out of our control and in times that we feel like we've been treated unfairly. And maybe uh, you're in that situation right now. What Kim shares with you about uh, bitterness and forgiveness will be a great help to you now and in the future. And maybe it's not for you, for somebody else that you know that you can share this podcast with. And so we're so thankful that Kim was able to come on the program and share her story with us. Yeah, one of the things uh, that I thought was so striking about our conversation with Kim was that you know, this is something that she has dealt with and overcome. And this is something that happened to her as a nine-year-old girl. And she's now uh, an older lady, and she's been through her life, and uh, it's not something she was able to just overcome once and, and never have to pick up or deal with again, but it's just been a journey of her life finding peace and finding forgiveness, and at times it's come back. And so maybe in your story, this perhaps there's something that happened to you uh, very recently, and you're struggling with finding um, the strength to forgive or to overcome that bitterness, or perhaps it is something that happened to you as a child or long ago, and you've, you've battled throughout your whole life in overcoming this, then Kim is going to share some great things um, about that journey and how to have a long-lasting peace and long-lasting forgiveness, uh, not just um, right away or, or, or not just once. So we hope you enjoy this conversation as we look at a biblical perspective on bitterness and forgiveness on this edition of It's Worth a Thought. All right, I think we all understand that sometimes life can be unfair. It's those things that maybe happen to us that are out of our control, that if we don't deal with them, they can define us, and uh, we can become bitter, and it can really be a hurt to our lives. So our guest today suffered the atrocity of war at a very young age, a young girl in Vietnam. And now she travels extensively and speaks about bitterness and forgiveness. Uh, she's sometimes referred to as the napalm girl, or the girl in the picture because of the famous picture that was taken of her back when she was a child. Uh, today, we're thrilled to welcome to our program, Kim Fuchs. She's our guest today. And Kim, welcome to our program. It's worth a thought. And can you just start the conversation today by introducing yourself and tell us part of your story? We love Kim Fuchs. We're glad you're with us today. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> okay, first of all, I want to say thank you for uh, invitation uh, asked me to share my story in um, Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas. And uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. Okay, so uh, yes, everybody know uh, my name. When you mentioned about Napalm Girl, you know who is it. <laughs> <laughs> then, but my name is Kim at the Fifth Way Baptist Church in Ajax. And so now I started my story. Thank you for, uh, um, wow, it's just that they cannot gather together in person, but uh, through Zoom, we can see each other. What a blessing. And um, wow, I, I really thankful that I have opportunity to, uh, to be alive and to have opportunity to fulfill my purpose in life. Um, that is to glorify his name. Okay, so now I can tell you, um, as you have seen my picture a thousand times, right? It is a picture that makes the whole world shock. A picture that defined my life. And I am nine years old girl and running along on highway one in front of an expressionless shoulder 
arms outstretched, naked, street kickling, uh, no, um, agony in pain and fear, the dark contour of a napalm cloud be lowing in the distance. That is, a, you can see the picture of me. So my own people, the South Vietnamese and American had been bomb, bombing straight routes used by the Viet Cong rebels. I had not been targeted, of course. I had simply been in the wrong place at the wrong time. Those bombs have brought me immeasurable pain. Even now, some 40 years later, I am still receiving treatment for burns that cover my arm. You can see this here, my arm, back, uh, and neck. The emotional pain and spiritual, uh, spiritual pain were even harder to endure. And yet, looking back at the past five decades, I realized that those same bombs that brought so much suffering also brought great healing. Those bombs led me to Jesus Christ. I praise the Lord. As a child, I was raised in the religion of cow dye. My, my grandparents were important leaders within the religion and they enjoyed respect from our entire community, following in their footsteps. My parents who had grown up knowing no religion except Kaudai also devoted themselves to its beliefs, as did all of my siblings. Looking back, I see my family's religion as something of a charm bracelet slung around my wrist, my wrist each dangling bauble representing yet another possibility of divide assistance. When troubles came along and every day it seemed they did, I was encouraged to rub those charms in, hopeless, in hopes that help would arrive. For years, I prayed to the gods of Kaudai for healing and peace, but as one prayer after another went unanswered, it became clear that either they were non-existent or they did not they did not care to lend a hand. And so I continued to bear the crippling weight of anger, bitterness, and resentment towards those who caused my suffering. The searing fire that penetrated my body, the ensuing burn bath, the drive, and the itchy skin, the inability to sweat, which turned my flesh into an oven in the Vietnam's sweltering heat. I craved relief that never would come. And yet, despite every last external circumstances that threatened to overtake me, mind, body, and soul. The most agonizing pain I suffered during that seasons of life dwelled in my heart. I was as alone as a person can be. I could not turn to a friend for nobody wished to befriend me. I was toxic and everyone knew it. To be near 
me was to be scars. I grew up hearing the proverbs, a tree wants to be alone, but the wind always whips with uh, it, it here and there. What was me? A wind whipped tree, and I feared I would never stand upright again. First, despite all that I had learned through Kaudai, that there were many gods, that there were many paths to holiness, that the, burned, the burden of success in religion rested atop my own weary slump shoulders. Jesus presented himself as the way, the truth, and the life in John 14, 6. His entire ministry, it seemed, pointed to one straightforward claim, I am the way you get to God. There is no other way but me. Second, this Jesus has suffered in defense of his claim. He had been mocked, mocked, yeah, tortured, and killed. Why would he endure these things? I wonder if he were not, in fact, God. I had never been exposed to this side of Jesus, the wounded one, the one who bore scars. I turned over this new information in my mind as a gem uh, in my hand. Relishing uh, the light that was cast from all sides. The more I read, the more I came to believe that he really was one he said he was that he really had done what he said he had done. And that, most important to me, he really would do all that he had promised in his word. Perhaps he could help me make sense of my pain and at last come to terms of my scars. Finally, at peace. I can tell you, my salvation experience happened uh, fittingly enough on Christmas Eve. It was 1982, and I was attend a special worship service at the uh, small church in Saigon, Vietnam. The pastor spoke about how Christmas is not about the gifts we gave to each other, so much as it is about one gift in particular, the gift of Jesus Christ. As I listened to this message, I knew that something was shifting inside me. How desperately I needed peace. How ready I was for love and joy indeed. I had so much hatred in my heart, so much bitterness. I wanted to let go of all my pain. I wanted to pursue life instead to, of holding fast to fantasies of death. I wanted this Jesus. So when the pastor finished speaking, I stood up, stepped out into the eyes, and I make my way to the front of the church uh, uh, in the altar. I to say yes to Jesus Christ. That wonderful. And there in the small church in Vietnam, Mice from the street where my journey had begun amid the chaos of war. 
on the night before the world would celebrate the birth of Messiah, I invited Jesus into my heart. Wow, I got salvation. When I woke up that Christmas morning, I experienced the kind of healing that can only come from God. I was finally at peace. Nearly half of the century has passed since I found myself running, frightened, naked, and in pain. Down that road in Vietnam, I will never forget the horror of that day, the bombs, the fire, the agony, the fear, nor will I forget the years of trial and torment that follow it. But when I think about how far I have come, the freedom and peace that comes from the love of our blessed Savior, my faith in Jesus has enabled me to forgive those who have hurt me, scarred me so badly. It has enabled me to pray for my enemies rather than curse them. And it has enabled me not just to tolerate them, but truly to love them. I will for, forever bear the scar of that day. And that picture will always serve as a reminder of the unspeakable evil of which humanity is capable. That picture defined my life. In the end, it gave me a mission, a ministry, a cause. Today, I thank God for that picture. Today, I thank God for everything, even for that road, especially for that road, fire road. Thank you so much. That how can I give today? Sure, but I gave the time for you to have the question. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. Okay, Kim wanted to give us some time for questions as well. And so uh, we're going to take some time. Um, she does have a book. And I would challenge you to, to read this book. Um, Kim, it's an excellent book. It's well written and um, excellent uh, story. It goes through some very difficult times of her life. And Kim, if you would allow me, I'd like to ask you some questions about that. One of the things uh, that you said in your book um, as you began to write it was very beginning of the book, you talk about uh, going through some treatments um, with lasers. And in those treatments, your doctor said that it, this is pain for a purpose. And can you, can you elaborate a little bit on that, on that pain for a purpose and what that means to you um, even farther than just those laser treatments? Yes. Okay. You know, when the napalm burned me, left behind is a horrible scar on my, bad, on my body. And I thought... Not only scarred, but the pain as well. So in my dream, after I became a Christian, I read the Bible and I had a dream that, you know, only thing when I, I come to heaven, so I don't have that scar and no more pain. That is God promised. And so... It's a miracle he still that I believe and I obey. That's a long story, but, you know, get into the treatment. Yes, uh, most of the patient, they have a little bit, uh, one uh, small part of their body. And so that is good. But when they start to have a, a treatment on me, it's almost, I got burned up again all over of my body because a lot of scar. And um, yes, <laughs> uh, going to the procedure, this is not easy. 
But then the doctor say, that is good. And in my mind, I just pray. I, I just so, the first thing I just so scared at thinking about the burn at the beginning when I was nine. But right now, I know that is a technology, the laser, even they burn, they make the hole into my scars. And the, the, the strong motive in my mind that, uh, that relieve my pain because the doctor explained to me that uh, my scar is thicker than normal skin about four or five times. So the part of that thickness is make the blood couldn't get in. And so it's, it's, a, the, it's caused a lot of pain where because our body, we have a circulation and that is affected when the weather changing or just sudden the movement. So my scar is, the, is a really a big challenge for me. So now the doctors say, you, if we do that kind of treatment, so they make thousands and I don't know how many uh, holes through my scars, then that means the door open, the door open when the circulations begin and make and make the blood could move in. And so wherever the blood touched the, the place that is the, the healing uh, collaging started. And so I can see that I pray Lord gave me strength <laughs> that I, I, I could go through with all the, the, the treatment. But in my mind, I say, yes, right now I have to, to suffer the worst pain in order I can have a future. Even I'm here, enjoy the heaven right here. I it can release my pain. And that is how I, I found what the reason why I got the pain all the time. And now, honestly, that is a miracle. It helped me halfway of the pain. I still have, uh, I need more treatment, but I cannot fly to Miami. And uh, that's why I stopped uh, the treatment right now. Actually, I have 11 laser treatment. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, that's incredible. And something that I thought of when I read that was God allowed you to go through that as a nine-year-old girl um, in pain for a purpose um, in your life. Um, far greater than uh, you could have ever imagined. You've spoken to probably millions of people by now and, and told them your testimony. And I just think that that was pain for a purpose. And I think sometimes you, you mentioned you were thankful for that road when you were nine years old. And sometimes I think, and I, I mentioned this Sunday morning uh, for Thanksgiving, gratefulness is uh, perspective. It's based on perspective. And so maybe you could help me a little bit uh, talk about what changed your perspective um, from hate and um, being fully uh, revengeful almost toward those other people that, you know, uh, bombed and that planned the air raid and all of those different things. What changed from hate to forgiveness? How did, how did your perspective change? Well... Um, the beginning, that question to myself too. I say, how come? How 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 that could be? But the answer is a miracle. Is I when I learn to be uh, trust and obey. I read the Bible and I pray honestly, personally. I cannot do it with my own strength. No. I failed so many times, but I started to learn to pray. Number one, I pray God give me the wisdom because you love me so much. I'm supposed to be dead. Now I'm still alive. You have the plan for that little girl. Just help me. That most of the time I pray. And when I read the Bible, love your enemies. I say, oh, how hard being a Christian. 
I can't, I couldn't do that. I have so many enemies. I just wanted to curse them and, and hate them uh, because they caused my suffering. But then because of the, the, the love of God, I just count a blessing rather than complaining. And that is, I, I, I learned how to, Lord, how can I do that? I asked in my book, I just struggle a lot about forgiveness, the beginning. But okay, so seeing I pray and God gave me, gave me very, uh, very sincere, very easy, I can tell you. The more I practice, the easier to do. Just that's it. Like before, I I hate them. I curse them. Now I just love them to pray for them, <laughs> and I pray specifically. Uh, of course, I I don't understand. I don't know their name, but I know who did it. You know, like the pilots who dropped the bomb. I didn't know his name. I didn't know the people who control me one of the, uh, each of them but i pray okay so for me the 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 whole picture that because of of the uh, love of god is it go through me and i learn you love me so much you forgive my sins and now i have to practice to to love my enemies who 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 caused my suffering and just show me how to do it and so I have so many things, many lessons I learned from my own experiences. Like, you know, before, every time I look at my arms, my scar, I hate it. I scare, but, and then the, the, the pain comes and I hate it. I just really didn't want to deal with that. But now, you know, I say, thank God you, you you allow me to suffer but you heal my heart you let me be alive a lot of people around me want to help me and then i count the blessing rather than complaining and i just trust and obey and i trust that god has the power to do impossible thing in my life forgiveness for me, it's impossible in my case, but God, he's able to do that. So that is a trust. That is, I believe, and I stand on his promises. He do it, and he did. So he gave me, number one, I learned that I, um, wow, this is so many things in, in my lessons uh, to learn to forgive. But I really want to give you three points that I really, deep down in my heart, three Ds. The first D is desire. The second D is determination. And the third D is discipline. I have to combine with three Ds that help me to move on day by day. And of course, combined with the pray, I pray nonstop about, <laughs> about that point and I got it. I'm so thankful that my heart is healed and God blessed me from that. And uh, all the struggle about boyfriend, about get married, about have children, about have freedom, everything is come along from his miracle, his blessing in my life. It's just great. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. I have a question for you, Kim. In Canada, we don't have napalm bombs going off, but we do have, you're probably talking today through Facebook or our podcast to somebody maybe who was as a child um, abused in some way by someone they trusted. And now years later, or decades later, they still that, carry that bitterness. What, would you, what advice would you give to somebody that's listening today that maybe has that bitterness that they've carried for years and years and years that maybe you could give them a perspective that maybe we couldn't because of what you've gone through? How would you uh, talk to somebody like that? 
Right. Yeah. Number one, if you go uh, in my book, Fire Road, you can see the the purest of time before I got saved. It means like before I accept Jesus Christ as my personal savior. Totally different, like the darkness. All kind of the same. Everyone who, who became uh, victims of war or any kind of violence or hurt, you know, darkness, hopeless, pain, loss, everything. So everything was negative. But then after salvation, and I started to trust the Lord, I prayed, reading the Bible, and practicing what the Lord told me in the Bible. That is the key. If I, I tell, now I can tell you with the people they don't have faith, it's so hard to do it. Like me, my experience is about that. But then I have the wonderful God, the God of love, the God of the power to change my life. Then I started with that. And so I, I really, that is the number one key that I can tell you. And then all the lesson uh, I learned that is I share with you a little bit. I started like the bottom line, I can tell you, the more you practice, the easier to do. Yeah. That's very good. And I think that's something important for all of us to understand and remember is that sometimes we think we know better than God and we can control the situation, but nothing is better accomplished than when it's given over to God and God can handle those things and we cast our cares upon him. Uh, Kim, you wrote in your book um, that you had a feeling that you were nothing more than your scars and that's all you had in your life. And I think sometimes people feel that way. I have all these scars and I cannot move past them. How, and, and also one other thing is on top of that, things kept popping up. You were, uh, you know, basically um, used uh, for political gain. Uh, you were used in different areas of your life uh, because of what happened to you. And so things kept popping up and popping up. And when you think you had victory, something else would pop up. How did you overcome uh, those continual thoughts of I'm not good enough, all I have is these scars? Right. Well, for me, I think about faith, about trusting the Lord. The number one that is a really, I believe, and I knew that I couldn't control the circumstances, but I can control how I respond. And the point when they're using me for propaganda, I became the, the real, the really is happened. I became a, another kind of victims. Before nine years old, I got a physical pain. And when I was 19, they cut short my study. They're using me that way. And so I became another victim, but it's different kind of. It's, it's harder because emotional, you know? And, and that's why at that moment, I didn't have any, uh, any, you, you, as I say, I, I pray too many gods, but seem nothing, not exist. But then, wow. When Jesus saved me, I have the ankle, the, 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 the point that to live. And from that, he gave me strength every single day. That I pray, Lord, I, I just pray that you give me strength for every day that I can go through. Either, either, either matter physical or uh, emotional, uh, anything, I just trust you to help me, give me strength. And that is how can I, I go overcome everything because God know, and I just know that he is in control. I couldn't control that. And, and I'm so, so pleased, so thankful that I learned like job. <laughs> 
it can lose everything and people just um, uh, you know didn't like him and thought wrong about him but he just faithful because because he didn't he knew that he didn't do anything wrong and if you know I didn't do anything wrong. The circumstances happened to me. I just trust Lord, give me a wisdom. How can I do that? But if I do something wrong, I have to examine my heart and confess and reconcile with God again. And so I really, whatever circumstances coming to me, honestly, every day, uh, uh, like I just pray, God, you know my heart. If I don't do anything wrong, you want my faith growing. And if I, I do something wrong, show me. I pray the Holy Spirit and, and show me what I do wrong. So immediately I confess and Lord, just help me forgive my sin. And I never do that again. And so I reconcile with God, and then he immediately gave me peace and joy again. That is how I overcome the, 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 the difficult or trouble problem come along. Again, that's great. Um, again, you, you met Jesus Christ in Saigon in Vietnam, and when you first heard about Jesus Christ in his suffering— and the pain that he went through because he believed so strongly in what he was doing in the cause, how did that resonate with you with all of your suffering? How did you compare your suffering with the suffering of Jesus Christ? Well, what I compare is nothing compared with the, the suffering of the Lord, you know, because one thing, I'm not dead yet, but Jesus died already. Yes. And, and, and then, wow, his suffering is a big picture for me. Just, I, I just relate, uh, relate with that. Uh, even he not burn, but I feel the body. And then the mind, I said, what I'm doing wrong? I didn't do anything wrong with, uh, just as a little girl. And why that happened? So I relate with, with Jesus about that. But he's, he gave me a wonderful picture when he say, Father, forgive them. That they, don't, they do think that they don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. I say, wow, you are God. You can do, praise that. that you, I, I cannot do it. Help me, Lord. And that picture is always in my mind, in my heart, to just, just repeat that. Uh, follow the footsteps to do it, he a good example for me in the situation when the pain and the, 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 the problem come in my life, yeah. Wow. Okay, I have a couple more and then we'll, uh, we'll turn it over to uh, some of these people here. And if uh, you're online watching and you would uh, have a question, would you please go ahead and send that in now? Um, one of the uh, questions that I would like to ask is, um, when you were in Canada, in Toronto, you woke up one morning and uh, there were some men standing outside of your apartment and you knew that they wanted to, you know, get your story, take pictures of you. And you said to yourself, and I remember in your book, you said, I said to Tuan, I will not live in fear anymore. What, what was the breaking point for you in that why did you why did that switch flip for you and say no longer I am going to use my pain to and I'm not going to live in fear anymore what was the switch that flipped because I know whatever happened I have freedom in Canada and God with me and the, those things is change the whole world I'm not in fear anymore oh that's awesome there's nothing there, and we have no fear and uh, though I know some people that have gone through a very difficult time live in fear, and she did. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Pastor Johnny. Yes, something happened. Suddenly, yes, I have fear, but I know that 
I couldn't control the fear is come from outside, but I know immediately I changed my fear to prayer. That has helped me a lot. I changed the worry. For example, I gave it to, I, um, I really helped my mom. You know, the uh, Vietnamese woman <laughs> or every woman around the world is scary or worry for their children. So, you know, as I, I travel con constantly and she's the one who be home. And she told me that later on, every time you go, I'm so worried about you. <laughs> just out of the door, I, I just worry about you and I couldn't sleep or whatever happened. I say, mommy, no. Yes, I agree. You worry for me. But please, you change your worry to prayer. You know, when you worry, I receive all your worry. Accident or sickness, lonely or temptation, whatever happened, I receive all. But when you pray for me, you trust the Lord. And then I receive the blessing from your prayer. You see? That the benefit from you and benefit from me, both of us. And that is the law, please. And why don't you do that? Now you practice. And so now my mom living with me, wow, she's just a, a, a warrior prayer. It's just a blessing. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, you're going to receive something one way or another. Uh, whether it's worry, but you might as well receive prayer and the blessings. And um, again, you've written in your book several times that throughout your life, um, and even probably still now, maybe not as much, but you would pick your bitterness back up again. Those would be constant thoughts. Basically, let me ask you, what would happen to you when you picked your bitterness back up again? You had been praying for a long time, you had been g gaining uh, strides in forgiveness, but every once in a while, bitterness would come back and you would pick that up again. How would your life change when you picked bitterness back up again? Wow. You know, through my experiences, had been there with bitterness. I know how hard to deal with, how awful feeling, you know, uh, tired, couldn't sleep, everything is just bring me back, yes, uh, when the bitterness come back to me, I gave you one example, September 11, when I saw on, the, on TV, I saw the first airplane through the, uh, the first uh, tower, and so reporters just say, uh, accident and just follow, just listening. But I saw with my own eye, I was in the airport, in Toronto airport. I saw a second flight hit the second tower. And I say, no, not accident. And then on and on, that's a long story, but okay, for one week, I deal with struggle. I just, just really struggling with bitterness because I saw the fire. I saw the, 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 the airplane. I saw the people running, agony, just like my situation is bringing back. I'm so angry and bitter. I say, I hate people who, who doing that. But then, wow, I stay in my room not talking with anyone. I pray for one week. I, I, I want personally, I want to reconcile back with peace and joy, but how the situation that happened. And um, you know, God gave me the wisdom to think about my personally. I say, if someone to do evil thing like that, the government, or some, someone to have a duty to deal with that, you know, that a judgment. For me personally, 
how can I reconcile that real, that's so real. And thank God he gave it to me, the point thinking. Now, why they do it? Evil, right? And if you hate, you do, you give back with evil thinking. Evil and evil, we fight each other. It's not, you know, it's gone. It is not good picture. Evil with love, you pray for them. And that is, that is, you know, if you pray for them, you reconcile yourself. No more evil thinking, no more hate, no more bitterness in you, individual. You know someone do their job, but you, you have to reconcile. And so that is the picture. If I go to face with the evil doing, with, with angry, with bitterness, we are the same, but we go for above. We love, we pray for that people doing evil thing. And I practice it. I, I, of course, like I told you before, I didn't know who did it, but I know it's someone organized, someone make that program, someone did it. So I just pray for them. And then, wow, my personal reconcile back. And then I say, that is a good picture that you have to love them, pray for them more than, because the whole world hates them. No one loves them enough to pray that they have the good heart and do a good thing. You see, honestly, I'm so thankful. My level, I have to go back to reconcile and thinking the right thing and God guide me the wisdom, the, the how to pray for that kind of, one week later, the journalist in, in, in France, the uh, the Mon, uh, the Mon, uh, uh, what is that? Le Monde, yeah. She interviewed me and I gave her the wisdom that I pray, I struggle for one week, I gave it to her that picture. And she said, wow, Kim, thank you. <laughs> because before I calling you, I was so angry. I have to write the article, uh, how hatred and anger we are all people. But after your advice, I will write the, set, the, the different way. And that does change a lot of readers. When they read her article, she called me back. She said, thank you, Kim. You give, that is about peace. It's, it's nothing else. It's a love and peace and joy. We don't want those evil things doing that is make, uh, take away our peace and joy. The only one you trust the Lord and pray that he knows everything. He is in control. And the people who, 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 who has the power to do uh, judgment, uh, judge, uh, justice, but not you, Kim, not you. That is how I, I, I deal with my bitterness. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, so if people want your book, um, it's obviously uh, called Fire Road. Um, by Kim Fook Fan T. I'm gonna. I'm sure I messed that up. But um, if uh, people would like your book, where can they find that book? They can find in Amazon. Uh, it's so easy. But then, if they want me to sign in person, they can order through the Kim Foundation. KimFoundation.com. That is a uh, the at the end of the book. I have the address kimfoundation.com and so people can uh, can order from there and uh, uh, as soon as they uh, they order I, I order the publisher and I sign and send it to them so I'll read the back for you it says the Kim Foundation International is a nonprofit organization that works with existing organizations to serve the youngest among us who are disabled disenfranchised or displaced our mission for the past 20 years has been to extend hope and healing both medically and psychologically to these innocent children. So uh, she's uh, doing it through there. So you can find that at Kim. Um, I'm sorry, I messed that up. 
Kimfoundation.com. Kimfoundation.com. Absolutely. So thank you so much for that. And um, if you're listening today and you do not know this Jesus Christ that she speaks of, um, and you've been hurt and you've struggled with something, I want to encourage you today to come and know him as your personal savior. He will give you peace that passes all understanding. You won't understand it. You won't know where it comes from, but he will provide that for you. And we would love to be able to help you with that. There's some links in our description where we can uh, be able to connect with you. We would love to be able to connect with you. you. That is the greatest thing, Kim, we talked before. Is the greatest thing she wants you to know from her story is to know Jesus Christ and his healing power. And so he died on the cross for you. He suffered great agony um, because of our sins, because of the evil in us. Jesus came and had all of that evil placed upon him. And he died on the cross for our sins. And the greatest part of the story is three days later, he rises from the grave. He conquered all of that sin for us. And he is offering that free gift of salvation to you. And so I hope that if you don't know Jesus Christ as personal Savior, that today you would find that. And uh, so, Kim, I want to thank you so much for all you've done for us and, uh, and, and bringing us here today. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Pastor Johnny. <laughs> so much we can take away from that conversation today. And uh, like Pastor Yeoman said, uh, in her story, there is defining moments. The picture is a defining moment in her life. It, it changed the course of her life. But as she told her story, did you catch that the other defining day was Christmas Eve? And that the, the Christmas Eve event overshadows every other event in her life. The day that she met Jesus Christ and she had that peace and that joy. And we would like to offer to all those watching or listening to our podcast, um, you know, some practical help in bitterness and forgiveness. And we don't know what's going on in your life. We don't know what you've gone through. Uh, for sure, there are things that happen that are out of our control. You, don't, you didn't deserve it. You didn't ask for it, but it happened. Um, and we would like to offer you some help with that. And the, the help we got today was that as a young girl, she struggled with that event in her life until the day she met Jesus Christ. And once she met Christ, then she saw the pathway forward to take care of that. And it wasn't a one-time event where she all those things were gone. There was no more bitterness. But the Bible gave a pathway to overcome bitterness and overcome all those things that had happened to her. So we want to offer to those that are on our program, it's worth a thought, a biblical perspective on forgiveness. There is no, the, the greatest source of true forgiveness is a relationship with Jesus Christ. When you're forgiven, you, for, you can forgive others. And so uh, if you want to know how to forgive, be forgiven of your sins and know Jesus Christ, your Savior, reach out to us uh, here at, through our podcast, through our Facebook page. We want you to know Jesus Christ in a real, real way, and then we can help you as well working through other issues that you may have faced and find the forgiveness and the peace and the joy. You may have never thought about this before, but the biblical perspective is certainly worth a thought. So thank you for joining us on our podcast. Thanks for listening to the It's Worth a Thought podcast. If you have questions for us or would like further information regarding our episode and the topic we've covered, you can find our contact information in the description. We hope this episode has helped you to see a biblical perspective on some of life's greatest issues and perhaps consider that the Bible truly is worth a thought.